Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Yo, what's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect. I am your host, Scott Cazzoli. Thank you so much for joining me. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, it is Early Thursday morning, I got up 4.30, did my meditation, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, we are going to come at you with a little bit of the, f- you know, nutrition, well-being piece of the week. Um, you know, thank you guys so much for all the support, um, you know, just keep that going, please leave a like, you know, a review helps, subscribe, but the biggest thing, just tell your friends about it, shout out to everybody that's been helping um, us grow exponentially. Really do appreciate that. We're going to talk about stress today, particularly um, de-stressing. You know, I've been stressed out. We've all been stressed out. It's been a rough time. It feels like uh, people are at the end. It's, I feel like it's like you have to go to the bathroom. And, you know, the closer you get to the bathroom, the more you have to pee. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Everybody is getting, uh, as we, we see the light of the tunnel of COVID, it's just like people are freaking out. Had a, today in the... <laughs> Uh, um, yesterday uh, in my gym, the uh, one of these bodybuilders was like started a fight like a sixty-five-year-old man. It's like what what are we doing? So um, we're gonna talk about de-stressing, particularly how you can de-stress just simply by through diet, um, changing up some things in your food, as well as some interesting things um, pertaining to fitness. So probably gonna name this. We'll name it like de-stressing with foods and. And fitness, so there you go, right there. Um, first, we'll define stress. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then I'll jump into some expert opinions on how you could lower stress by just your diet choices, right? So, um, you know, let's just jump right into it. So, what is, you know, the the what is stress? Right. The National Institute of Mental Health defines stress simply as the brain's response to any demand, and that's pretty interesting, right? It's really, you know, we know. Not all stress is bad. It's just a response, right? Um, the key is to, you know, make sure that the stress going on your body is not harmful, right? So, you know, some stress happens as the result of a, you know, a short-term event, argument with somebody. Other stress happens when you're kind of going through this recurring condition. And I will tell you, you know, I'm probably going through a little bit of recurring stress, Um that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to help myself, right? Um, but recurring conditions could cause stress in intense ways and then also, you know, kind of sustained over a long period of time called toxic stress or, um, you know, uh, it's also called chronic stress. So, you know, particularly millennials and, you know, Gen Xers deal with uh, more stress than the baby boomer than the baby boomers. That is probably... Because we are just more thoughtful than these old fucks, right? <laughs> uh, now, obviously, we're all dealing with more. You have uh, in our generation, you know, everybody says we're soft, right? But we've um, we've gone through two uh, financial crises, a pandemic. It's crazy, right? But what's interesting is the physiological effects on the brain. So you could actually stress is like a chain reaction, right? When somebody experiences a um, uh, a stressful event, right? The amygdala 
That's the part of the brain that controls fear. Um, you know, emotional processing, um, that's going to send a distress signal of sorts to the, the, uh, the hypothalamus. Now, think of this hypothalamus. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Um, now, look at the, this area. Uh, it functions like, the, like a command center, right? So this is going to communicate with the, the body through the nervous system. So, you know, the person could figure out what to do. That could chain a um, fight-or-flight response, right? So, the fight-or-flight response, check out our, my episode with Mr. Gregory B. Davis. Shout-out to Greg. Love him. Um, fight-or-flight response is responsible for this, you know, the outward physical reactions. Most people associate with stress, right? That's going to heighten your heart rate. It's going to get those hands clammy. It's going to heighten your senses. You're going to start breathing quickly. You're going to have that rush of adrenaline. And probably the, one of the worst things is um, cortisol, right? So cortisol actually gets released when you're stressed. This helps to restore the energy lost in that response, right? So when that stressful event is over, cortisol level falls and the body returns to stasis, right? Um, now, that's just the physiological effects. There's effects, um, you know, I would say that's more intermediate stress. Now that when you get into trouble is the chronic stress on the brain. So, you know, people, most people, probably 50, 60% of people could really handle stress pretty well. But some people can't, that um, that buildup of cortisol in the brain could really have long-term effects. And that could lead to, to a bunch of health problems, right? Blood sugar levels. Um, and the hippocampus could, could pose an issue. Um, you know, when the body makes more cortisol than it has a chance to release, that's when that chronic stress is really going to gonna start hitting. So, you know, it's going to really wear down the ability for your, um, your brain to function properly. And I'm not saying that this is what I'm chronic stress. I just think it's, it's it's just kind of the situation we're all we're all dealing with mixed with trying to do too many things, right? So, you know, stress can shrink your prefrontal cortex, that's your you know, your lizard brain, the front brain, um, but it can really increase the size of the amygdala and that can make um the, the brain more receptive to stress, right? Um cortisol creates this uh domino effect that hardwires pathways between your hippocampus and your amygdala in a way that is going to kind of create this cycle, um, creating your brain that's predisposed, uh, predisposed to be in a constant state of fight or flight. Uh, yeah, just been irritable, you know? So I would say that, um, you know, it's also much harder for you to, your body to recover um, if, if uh, you know, you're, you know, dealing with just any level of stress, there there is um, a direct correlation of your age with the reversibility of stress-related damage. So it's it's much more difficult for older adults to regain or create neural pathways that younger people can kind of handle with more. That's why I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, shit, I'm getting I'm getting more stressed out by by the day here. What is going on? So you know, there there is other. I don't want to stress people out with that. We should probably get into the, the main piece. But, um, you know, if you're somebody that's dealing with chronic stress, it could increase um, the chances of mental illness. Right? It's something we always talk about on, on the Instagram. 
um, you know, there's been a couple of studies shown that there is those long-term changes in the brain. So if you're somebody who's prone to mood or anxiety orders or it's in your family, something to, you know, worry about. It's also interesting that I found out that it actually changes the the way your brain is structured, right? So the brain is made up of neurons and support cells um, that are called gray matter, let's call it. And these are responsible for the higher order thinking, decision-making, problem-solving, critical thinking, all that stuff. But um, I think they think that most of us knew by this point. But the interesting part is the brain also contains what is known as white matter. This is made up of, you know, axons that connect with the other regions of your brain to communicate information, to make you, you know, move more fluid. Um, and, you know, what, what, what could happen is um, the the reason why they call it white matter, it's a myelin um, that surrounds these axons, could end up speeding up the electrical signals used to communicate throughout your brain, right? And what that will happen is there'll be an overproduction of this myelin. And researchers actually saw that the presence of the chronic stress doesn't result in a short-term change as much with the... the um, you know, obviously some with the gray matter, but it's going to lead to those, you know, your neurons basically not firing um, as much. And this was done by uh, the person who did these, check her out, psychologist Daniela Koffer, uh, K-A-U-F-E-R. Um, you know, she said chronic stress, you're creating a brain that's either resilient or very vulnerable to mental disease based on patterning of white matter um, you get early in life. So, you know, really, um, you know, really matters, right? So to, to lead you into the answer to this question, right, there there's some ways that we could de-stress simply by, you know, changing a diet um, or potentially changing your fitness routine, right? So, you know, Bad news is we're all stressed out. Everybody's dealing with their shit. But um, the good news, and especially in a time when there's not, we can't control a lot of things going on, right? Um, one thing we could all control is your diet choices. And, um, you know, there's actually some that could lower your stress level. So if you're somebody who is stressed out, you're eating those Kit Kats, those cookies, all that good stuff. They are not um, doing you any favors, right? So, um, with these, the the junk foods, I love them. Oh, I want to do it so bad right after this podcast. Oh, my God. No, for breakfast, we got to have eggs. But, okay, back to it. So, choosing healthy foods, right? Um, avocados, eggs, um, nuts, my freaking morning when I'm about to eat. Uh has the the opposite effect that these um, that these other foods do. So instead of spiking your blood sugar, crashing, increasing that stress and anxiety, it's actually going to signal to the brain mood regulation, sleep, and more of a um, of a balance of energy, right? Um, and I think you know there's a there, there's you know, a couple of different ways to go to, to solve this, but 
you know, I think it's easier to kind of, I don't want to go too in the details and just give you, you know, from the top more of a, an array of different stuff you could eat. So the first thing to eat when you're stressed and you're trying to stay away from, you know, because for me, like when I'm in my bad mood, I'm always going to go for that cheat meal, right? Instead of doing that, there's something, uh, there's warm, soothing foods that, that, that you could eat, right? So for conquering stress, a, um, the key to look at is the food's nutrient profile. Um, that's really what's going to give you how you feel after you eat it, right? So if you're, if, uh, you know, warm, warm, soothing food, easy right off the top of my head, cup of tea, right? Perfect. Um, has this soothing effect of sipping a warm drink, right? Regardless of the flavor, it doesn't have to be tea. Um, but certain herbs, obviously, um, chamomile, uh, I'd have a blue lotus tea, um, I'm actually going to do that tonight. Good idea, Scott. Um, these herbs have been shown to have a, uh, a relaxing effect just on their own. So just by um, having a glass of chamomile could reduce anxiety, help rewire the body's stress responses, increase the production of serotonin, and most importantly, dopamine. Um, the next one, I wanted to find a dessert that was good just because like that's sweet tooth, right? So it's sort of dessert. Um, most desserts are not the way to go when you're stressed, um, but dark chocolate is probably the um, exception, right? This has been found to help reduce stress in two ways, so by its um, chemical impact and by its emotional impact. So chocolate, it, it probably feels like an indulgence, right? Like it's going to be a treat um, depending on how much uh, actual chocolate is in it, but just savoring a piece of chocolate helps reduce stress. Um, dark chocolate is also rich in antioxidants, which naturally will, um, lower levels of stress hormones in the body. And one of these studies done, a Swiss study, uh, published in the Journal of Proteome Research, um, participants ate one and a half ounces of this treat, um, per day. That's not bad. One and a half ounces per day. Delicious. Um, and it showed that... You know, sticking to, they actually overdid it, sticking to one uh, serving size or 60, and these have to be 60% um, dark chocolate, which isn't bad, honestly. Um, I've done the 80-90%, and uh, that works too. Um, another good one, sorry for the, you know, the low-carb diets, the whole grain carbs. You know, the right carbs could actually reduce your stress. So, carbs... Increase the level of serotonin. What a surprise. The most delicious thing in the world. And, you know, increases that serotonin. Um, we know by this point, serotonin is the chemical in the body that boosts your mood, reduces stress. So that's, you know, key. But but if you heard what I said, whole green carbs, it's really picking the right carbs. These refined carbs are not the way to go. Your Kit Kats, your um, Snickers, the chips, the cookies, the crackers, those are tied to inflammation stress and uh, depression, and they're going to raise your blood pressure, so nothing good, but it is nice to just have a little, little bit of pasta, right, we need complex carbs, um, you know, these are going to slowly um, digest, and they're going to keep those blood, you know, sugar levels um, more evenly keeled, sweet potatoes, are one of my favorites. Um, brown rice, obviously. Quinoa has been good. Um, I mean, people prefer the steel cut oats. You know, just by the the Quakers. That should be that should be good. 
Fatty fish as well. I feel like I'm always bringing up fatty fish, man. Fish is good for you. Um, now, fatty fish oil, we've gone through these things. It's it's always um, the omega-3 fatty acids in the salmon, the sardines. They, I, um, they always boost the protective layers of your body, but they also help ease um, depression, and they will lower your overall levels of stress as well. And one of the last ones, but um, one of the most important ones, right? Fill fill that cup up with water, and um, hydration is just a a key thing. So something I found out was mild. If you're mildly dehydrated, that's going to increase those cortisol levels, which is going to what? Boop, go up the stress. So um, drinking enough water obviously is not going to make the stress vanish, but why not? Right. According to the National um, Ac- Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the uh, average woman needs about 2.7 liters of water per day, while the average man needs about 3.7. About 80% of that hydration should come from beverages. So I just keep it easy with a gallon of water a day. keeps the doctor away. That's pretty good. Um, but you guys could, you know, leave it up to uh, leave it up to yourselves there. And one of the last ones we'll talk about, the oranges and... You know, just anything enriched in, in vitamin C. They did a uh, randomized double-blind placebo-controlled study in psychopharmacology, um, and that found that when people took 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C in a slow-release formula, um, their cortisol levels and overall stress decreased. So any citrus fruit, this will also work for grapefruit, strawberries, um, you know, always talk to your doctor about this stuff too. If you're going to, you know, super uptake your vitamin C or your, your D and, um, you know, that's be good. Now it's easy to say what you should do. And I figured we should hit what you shouldn't do. And this was basically everything I've done last week. No bueno. Refined sugar. Had that for my birthday. It was delicious, but refined sugar has been, um, just uh, obviously raises the the risk of depression. Who knows why, but it's not good for you. Um, it's gonna cause the blood sugar to to go up pretty pretty easy, right? Alcohol, another one that I've been drinking. Um, you know, especially if you overdo it. Again, talk to myself. But um, I feel like this is something to talk about because whenever you're stressed out, it's easy to have a drink. Um, but if you're gonna do it, just keep keep it keep it light, right? Um, you know, Clearview treatment programs suggest it's better to abstain from alcohol if you're kind of going through something rough. But listen, we're normal here, you know. But it's um it's important to note that the alcohol can be a major contributor to many health conditions and does um you know does boost those cortisol levels after you you drink it as well. And um, the last one, but uh, I don't know if I could stop this one. Caffeine, man, who doesn't love? caffeine you know even though they're uh, they're gonna improve that mental focus make you feel like a stud ah man i have like three cups of coffee a day drinking too much is going to have these anxious effects jittery um you know it's probably doing um more harm than good here so uh, that's just a couple of ways you could you know, de-stressed for food, right? And there was something else that, something interesting came up for the people that, I think it's easy to say if you're not doing any exercise, probably not even listen to this, but um, if you're not exercising, you're depressed, you know, obviously I think 
it's common sense, it's been shown to, you know, just do something. You know, aerobic exercise is great for your head. Having that runner's high um, is going to stimulate those endorphins, right? We know that. You guys know. Working out's better for you. But um, what was interesting was, you know, there was something called um, auto-regulation. And it's sort of a, it's a preventative tool that is going to keep you from running yourself into the ground, but it's also essential in making sure that you're not stressing your body. Because we've been talking about kind of, you know, the mental sides of stress. Your, your body could simply also be physically stressed, just overstressed, just from, from overworking. So I won't go too too much into detail. Um, I'll let you guys dig into that. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty simple, auto-regulation. I think it's just more of a fancy word for lightening the load. Right, so obviously, if you guys are going to the gym hard like me, sometimes you just need to, just to to do less, right? Um, especially, you know, you have to kind of pay attention to everything. That was something that uh, I liked about the auto regulation. Just be mindful. If you got four hours of sleep the night before, you know what's going to happen. You're going to just say, "I'm a tough guy. I'm going to grind it out." That's going to lead to poor form, risk of injury. You know, and. uh you could push yourself if you get those 10 hours of sleep, I'm not saying that, but just more for the, it's really the point of auto regulation is to not be afraid of a, of a rest day. Just being mindful of this and bringing this, this up, um, is helpful. So for somebody like me who it's easy for me to kind of put on the, uh, you know, put, put, put on the, put the pedal to the metal, right? It's difficult to, to stop it. Right. And I think that's something that we just kind of, when nobody's really, even me, last year, 2020, at the beginning, I was super mindful, super in the moment. Now it's, you know, just trying to get by. It's tough. Um, sorry if I complained complain too much on this. It's been a, it's been a tough week. <laughs> it's been a tough week. Um, but I think that's it, man. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. This one was fun. I learned a little bit, a little bit more while I was doing this research. I hope you guys did too. Um, as always, please leave a like, review, subscribe. T- keep telling your friends, man. Really. Um, it's giving me some juicy juice to uh, to keep pushing. We are going to continue to take on some partners. Um, but the organic growth is the key, and it's really about the logos, right? And for for people who who were like, what the hell is this even even about, right? Because this, this has been, you know, what, what's been popping up here. People keep asking me, you know, what is the podcast about? And it's like, I'm trying to, to put together, you know, what is the point of this, right? And logos is the word that, that keeps popping up. And that's what the Egyptians, um, you know, it's the Greek word for, for logic, right? Um, and the way the Egyptians scribed it is, uh, just that meaning, right? That, that the meaning of life, the, 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 the point, the reason, the plan, you know, and I think, that word just keeps popping up, and I just want to tell you guys, I think that's a good way to describe what we're trying to do here. If we could, if you could take a little piece of 5% of this podcast, or 5% of one podcast, or this or that, and use that in your life, that's going to, you know, shift the angle of your trajectory by one inch. You know, what happens when you change the, you know, when you change the direction of the boat by an inch, what happens? It ends up in totally, completely direction. And that's kind of what I feel like I went through. Um, you know, in my 20s and what I would like to kind of push forward to you guys. So um, really appreciate, really appreciate you guys. Love you. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.